Welcome to another episode of NDS's Safer and Stronger podcast series. I'm Graham West, working on the project, and today I'm joined by Maria Patasetti of Digital Armour Corporation, and she will be talking about the challenges and risks that disability providers are facing today in this cybersecurity space. Thanks for joining me today, Maria. So you work with Digital Armour. What's the basis of Digital Armour's service offerings and their expertise? Sure. Thank you, Graham. So we are what the industry calls a managed service provider. So we provide IT support to medium-sized organisations and been in business for about 19 years, of which probably more than 15 years we've worked specifically with the disability services environment. So we have a number of organisations in that sector and as a result have pretty good knowledge. Right. So today we're talking about cybersecurity. What is cybersecurity in in your uh, language? <laughs> wow, it's got it's got a lot of definitions. But if I were to put it very simplistically, it's um, measurements that you put into place or measures, sorry, that you put into place to make sure that you protect, particularly in the disability services sector, your client information. So protecting your data is what cybersecurity and is all about, and making sure your data or your client information is not stolen. Financial risks, uh, cybersecurity posing anything to uh, financial aspect of an organization's operations? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was a report that was released recently. It's called the Cybersecurity Breaches Survey 2021. So brand new, fresh, uh, hot off the press, so to speak. And they were saying in just a quarter, 18% of not-for-profits who experience cybersecurity attack experienced a financial loss. And in some cases, it's small, and in some cases, it could run into the millions. I guess it depends on the size of the organization and what information gets breached. Okay, that's a significant risk that's really playing out. It's not just a, a desktop uh, identified risk. It's one that's really uh, hurting and affecting organizations. Significantly, absolutely significant. And recent examples for disability organizations, are you aware of any? Uh, where they've been compromised in the cybersecurity space? Not-for-profits, yes, absolutely. Uh, Uniting Care Queensland had a breach just a week ago. It was a ransom attack. And um, they're still trying to identify if there has been some information that's been breached. So far, nothing, but the investigations are still happening. That was a significant one. And then, of course, there was Anglicare a little a few months ago. But for those who may not know ransomware and what that's all about, ransomware is when there is a breach and uh, files are literally locked and encrypted by the hacker and you have to pay a ransom in order to release that. So it's very tricky. The only the best way to recover is to make sure that you have your backups and everything else intact. If you don't have that, unfortunately, you might have to pay a ransom to an unknown hacker. So it's never a pleasant thing because it literally gets locked down and no IT person can actually save you from that. Okay, so the impact for an organisation if their client data is locked down, I mean, is there a chance that that information could be uh, security, but could be breached as well as then just not being able to access it? From a ransomware perspective, I mean, not all hackers are after the information in the case of ransomware. I, I can't guarantee that. In the case of ransomware, all they're doing is they want the money. So once you pay them the money, they might release it. No guarantees. Again, sometimes you could pay the money and not get your data back. But there are other breaches where they intentionally go after your client data. So that might well be the case. And to protect an organization, what are some of the simple strategies or things that they could be doing um, to protect their data and particularly then client confidentiality and, and financial uh, status of the organisation. What, what organisations do? So many things. Uh, and what is surprising, Graham, is that people don't do the basics. 
and and then wonder why. So something as simple as and and there are so many in the industry who are guilty of this having complex passwords. I mean, most people laugh when I say that, but the reality is people are still using password one two three, or sometimes the name of the organization one two three, or, or very very simple passwords, especially at the senior executive level. So something as simple as making sure you're doing that, and also having a two-step strategy. So, for example, if you're logging into your client management system, making sure you're not just logging with a password, but you log in with the password. And then it takes you your another code that you have to enter or have an authentication. So it's called a two-step process before you log into a system. So, and then backup. These are the top three. There are so many other things. There are beautiful frameworks that are available. But even if you could start with these three simple things, that could literally save your business. Okay. Yeah, they're excellent tips. Thank you very much, Maria. No worries. So looking forward with regard to... Um, really helping organizations grow and be resilient yeah um, for those simple tips what what are the next things after those simple things what are the bigger things that perhaps an organization might need to invest some capital in uh, to really shore up and protect itself in the best possible way absolutely the first thing I want to say is most people when they're when they hear of a breach in their sector they go into immediately buying the tools and the technologies necessary to to I suppose plug the gaps but my recommendation is actually to start from the strategy. So if there's one thing that a growing business or a mature business can do, even mature businesses, by the way, don't necessarily have this in place, Graham, is to have a cybersecurity strategy. So cybersecurity is not just about the tools and plugging the gaps with antivirus and backup. It's much more. Protecting yourself is about people, processes, and systems. And your bigger weaknesses are actually the people. It's not their fault because in the sector, they're there to serve their clients, not to understand technology. So you really need to invest in training those people because it honestly is not their fault. They could click on things that they're not meant to. I mean, even IT people make that mistake. So these people are not technically savvy. So really putting a strategy in place that encompasses everything and not just by the tools, because that's generally what people do. And imagine the imperatives for an organisation to act in this space now are perhaps stronger with more people working remotely using digital devices. Organisations have become uh, you know, able to work effectively in, in remote situations, but that brings with it some additional challenges. Yes. Do you see it that way? And, and what has, what's been the increased risk perhaps over this COVID environment? Well, I guess when we went into COVID, everybody had to, at mighty speed, move everybody to working from home. And a lot of organizations weren't prepared. And what came with that is a lot of open holes in security. So hackers had an absolute free reign to come in through the home networks and everything else that they could. I mean, we opened up massive holes. So what's been happening in the last few months is people are trying to plug those holes. So I guess when you are working from home, you need to think about the devices. I mean, are your uh, are your uh, employees or staff using their own devices or are they using company devices? And if they are using their own devices, how are you protecting your uh, organizational information? I'm not saying don't trust your staff, but you never quite know what might happen, right? So make sure that there is enough security and protection on devices so that they can work from home. And also how they access your network has to be secured far better than what it's being done in the sector. Because that's never, that's not something anyone's ever invested in in the past. I mean, that's the new thing with COVID. So now that you, we have no choice but to give that flexibility, we really need to put some systems and processes in place and absolutely training to make sure that when they remotely access your organizational systems, that they take care of things. So from this podcast today, there's some great takeaways and really sim some simple actions straight away that organizations should be taking. 
develop a strategy and then address the issues that you've just been talking about that have come from perhaps people using their own devices, working more remotely, exposing holes. So it is time to act, act before something happens, the best way to uh, mitigate risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one thing I just do want to say, um, the, the, the same statistics that were released recently in that cybersecurity breaches survey, um, 39% of not-for-profits had a security breach in the last 12 months. And that number went to 51% when they were, their turnover was over a million dollars. So it's significant. So the time to act is right now. Thank you very much for your time today, Maria. It's been a very welcome. Very, very welcome. Thanks for listening. NDS will be holding an online session on this topic. Maria will present more detail and she'll be available to answer your questions. This will be held on the 23rd of June and the event will be advertised in the events listing on the NDS website. We can contact me directly via email at graham.west at nds.org.au. Graham is spelled G-R-A-E-M-E. You can also search NDS Safer and Stronger on YouTube for more experiences from disability providers as well as other useful resources or visit the Coronavirus Hub Victorian Response section at nds.org.au.